Welcome to the Meet Musings Podcast, the show where we talk about different issues and disabilities that affect people emotionally, psychologically, physically and mentally. We discuss health and well-being generally. We are amplifying the voices of people living with disabilities and limitations and breaking the stigmas. Our podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Amazon Podcast, Tune in in Alexa, Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. We are also available on Listen Note, Radio Public and iHeartRadio. Just search Meet Musings Podcast on any social media platform. Welcome! Welcome to the Meet Musings Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Curtis Jackson, the host of Living the Dream Podcast. Welcome to the Meet Musings Podcast. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. So tell us a bit about Curtis Jackson. Who is Curtis and what has his life been about? Well, basically, I'm Curtis Jackson, the host of Living the Dream with Curveball podcast. I've been totally blind since birth due to congenital glaucoma. I uh, graduated from public school. I am a DJ, internet radio DJ. I just started my podcast about a month ago. I have um, two kids. I have not let my blindness stop me. I've owned my own home. As I say, I have two kids. They are eight and four, Daniel and Kiara. My uh, son has autism. I work. I, I do everything that anybody else would be expected to do. And I'm uh, just starting out on my podcasting journey. I didn't realize it was going to be so big and have so many interviews. And my internet radio shows are going good. I do two R&B shows, a Motown show, and a gospel show for Blind Cafe Radio as well as G-Spin Radio. That's amazing. How did you get into that podcasting? The way I got into podcasting is there's an author by the name of Ken Brandt that found me on LinkedIn and he sent me a message saying, hey, I want to be on your show because I have a new book coming out and I, and I want to talk. I said, well, I don't do talk shows, but I'll talk to him. And so we got to talking and I kind of mentioned because I just graduated broadcasting school with academic excellence. So they were mentioning in school that don't undermine podcasting, you know, that this is a way to go. So don't think you have to just work at a FM station, you know, mm-hmm. look at podcasting as well. So I kind of kept that in the back of my mind and I was kind of telling him, you know, I kind of think about starting a podcast from time to time. And he was like, yeah, you, you really ought to, you know, you ought to do this and do that. And I'm like, well, how am I going to find guests? He's like, I'll be your first guest. And so I just kind of kept thinking about it in the back of my mind. And it just kept popping up. And finally, I said, God, if you want me to do this, you know, it seems that you do because it keeps popping up. Then just let me know. And it just kept popping up. And I was like, "Okay, I'll go get some intro music, because since I graduated from broadcasting school, I know what I need to do. And then I I messaged Ken Ken, Ken on on um, LinkedIn and said, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and start that show. And then all of a sudden I found podcastguest.com to where 
I can get some guests. And I started getting guests from there and off I went. Interesting. How has it been? How have you found it? Oh, it's it's been uh, busier than I thought. I mean, I would tell people, okay, I'll send you the link when this meeting goes out. And it's, I mean, there's people that's going to be waiting for a while because of the guests that I'm getting, the huge guests from podcastguest.com. So it's it's been bigger than I expected, but I'm really enjoying it. And most of all, I'm enjoying getting the word out to people to help people because the way I tell people, my podcast is about motivating and inspiring people because just like I needed that little push to get over my self-doubt, uh, I don't know. What if nobody listens? What if I can't get any guests? Sometimes people just need that push to be able to get over the hump to do what they need to do. And I'm hoping to provide that push by letting the interview, the people that I have on as interviews, tell their story to get you over the hump. Oh, wow, that person did it. Let me try it at least because you can't do anything if you don't try. Definitely. You need to be able to believe in yourself and in your ability. And I see you believe in yourself and you believe in your ability. And that's why you went for the podcast. But why the name Curveball? The name Curveball came from my best friend in high school. I, I was a rapper for 20 years. And when I was rapping back in high school, he, he actually encouraged me to rap because he would hear me do raps and I never wanted to rap in front of people. So finally, when I hit high school or around the eighth grade, I really started coming out and, I, and, and I'm doing these raps. And I'm like, well, what kind of name? What am I going to call myself? And he's like, I got it. You call yourself Curveball. So that name stuck with me doing rapping, and I never wanted to let it go, even though I'm not rapping anymore. So when I got into radio, I said, well, I'll do DJ Curveball. And with the podcast, everybody compares me to 50 Cent because of my name. And so I knew if I did Living the Dream with Curtis Jackson, I don't know if 50 Cent's doing a podcast or not, but his name is probably going to come up because he's way bigger than me. And I understand that that curveball is baseball. That's just a given. But I said, well, hey, what I'm going to do is just call it living the dream with curveball. Because when I created the name, I just created it off of saying that a, a lot of people say, oh, I'm living the dream. But I started to realize real quickly that there's a lot of people with living the dream, but they have their name or whatever they have. And so I said, well, I'm just going to call it living the dream with curveball and just be curveball because. I can't say welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curtis Jackson. I'm your host, Curtis Jackson, because if somebody Googles Curtis Jackson, most likely going to be 50 Cent before 50 me. Cent. <laughs> and, and since I already have a name with Curveball out there on the Internet, I figured, hey, if they Google DJ Curveball or Curveball, it's going to come up. That's why I decided to go ahead and go with Curveball. Yeah. So you are quite talented. You, you DJ. You have an online radio show, two R&B shows, a Motown show, and a gospel show. And you are also a father to an autistic child. You have a podcast with great guests, queuing for interview. And now you're actually enjoying the podcasting. Interesting there. But you did say... Being compared with Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent is something that you didn't really want. But 
Do you think anyone might have confused you with 50 cents in the past? Could it have been very good for you? No, because um, in my opinion, I I mean, just being a former rapper and and being from the old school, you know, you don't want to ride nobody's uh, coattails. I mean, I I don't want to get my fame or or whatever I'm going to get out of this because of 50 Cent. I want to get it because my podcast helps people. And when they listen to it, people can say, you know, I had this doubt. I was feeling down, but it was because of the guests that you had on your show. It, it encouraged me to go on and to live another day or, or to try to achieve whatever dream. I don't want them to say, I was looking for 50 cent and I just stumbled across you. You know, that that's not the way to do it. I don't want to be compared to anybody. People compare me to Stevie Wonder because I'm blind and because of my hair. I don't like that either because I can't sing like 50 cent. I can't, uh, rap like 50 Cent, I can't sing like Stevie Wonder, so I want to create my own lane, whatever that lane is. It's good to be able to create your own identity, unique in a way, but different from everybody else. And even though you're similar to Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, that they compare me just because I'm blind and just because of my hair. Yeah, but how do you feel about being blind? How do you get well, on with everything in spite of being blind? I mean, it sucks, but you just have to look at it like this is the way God made me. He made it for a reason. It's not going to change unless he wants to change it. So you just have to make the best of it. There are resources out there, training centers, which I went to, the Louisiana Center for the Blind in Ruston, Louisiana, to get the training skills. And you just have to believe in yourself and figure out different alternative ways to do things. You you can either look at it that way or you can sit down and feel sorry for yourself and be in a group home and collect a check and and let everybody take care of you. I chose the opposite. I mean, it does suck that there are disadvantages to it, but um, it's the way that God made it. So I got to take advantage of it and do what I have to do. Yeah, thank you for that. What are some of the disadvantages that you've encountered as a blind man the dis- the biggest disadvantage is society's thinking of blind people they they expect less of us and you know when i was growing up i had people asking me what what group home am i going to stay in and picking on me because i was blind that's the biggest disadvantage you know a lot of things are not accessible that's why you have to have organizations like the national federation for the blind fighting for civil rights of blind people. And you know that there's other disabilities out there as well. So I'm not acting like we're just the only one, but the way the media depicts us with movies, oh, it's just some blind person that doesn't know anything. So so that's the way society sees it. And you're not able to drive. You have to depend on somebody to get where you need to go. And you have to figure out alternative ways to do things. And you always have to fight against stigmas and educate people. And those are the biggest disadvantages, I would say, of being blind. You talk about stigma. Society has a way of putting stigma on certain disabilities. And I believe being blind and being a Black man in U.S., it couldn't have been easy. Well, you've come so far. You are married with kids, and you say you've got two children. So how did you meet your wife? 
I met her. And, and real quick, I want to say when I was rapping, I, I had a song where I said, <laughs> I got two strikes against me because I'm black and I'm blind. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely big strikes against you. But anyway, she was working at a place that I work at called Envision. It's a, uh, a place that employs blind people that they do have sighted people that work there. That's how we met. She was actually working there and, uh, and we met, been knowing her for, what is it, 15 years or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. How has the journey been so far? Uh, it's been uh, pretty good. I mean, um, obviously when somebody decided if they never dealt with a blind person, there's an education that they have to have or they wonder what can you do it because people just don't know. But uh, other than that, uh, everything's been pretty good. Right. Do you have support from your family? Well, all of my all of my family is in Louisiana. And speaking of that, you know, they just went through their second hurricane here within about a month and a half. I'm Um, so sorry about that. Yeah, it's part of uh, being from Louisiana and living down there by the Gulf. That that's uh, a risk that you take. Yeah, my mom, I mean, she buys stuff for the kids, you know, she. Rarely, rarely gets to come up because it's a 12-hour drive. But, yeah, you know, she buys stuff for him and family just down there doing their thing. Shout out to my mom and my brother and uh, my brother's down there. What's your mom called? What's her name? Yeah. Her name is Zola Johnson. Z-O-L-A Johnson. Oh, shout out to Zola Jackson from (laughs) Curtis Jackson from all the way from UK today. Absolutely. I hope you're staying well. Yeah, they don't have any power right now, but everybody made it and they're doing good. So it's, it's just part of the thing when you live down there. Got some good food and beautiful down there mm-hmm. by the Gulf, but there are weather issues, which there are weather issues everywhere. Yeah, it's always the same. I think um, hurricanes in U.S. is becoming something of a common occurrence. So we just have to... Keep praying that they will be safe. I know they will be safe. God will keep them safe for us. And no evil will come upon them. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell us more about this podcast. Okay. The podcast is called Living the Dream with Curveball. It's on uh, several platforms, all the major platforms. You can even ask Alexa to play Living the Dream with Curveball. And the podcast is basically about me interviewing guests to motivate and inspire people and uh, pretty much all the guests that I had on, you can Google them. Uh, They give out their contact information, but you could just Google their name. Once I tell you their name, you know, once you hear the name and they're going to pop up. So these are huge people. These are people that I've worked with actors. They're uh, big time ministers. They have a top radio station. So they're big guests, but I interviewed them so they can tell their story. So if there's anybody out there wondering if it can be done or needing a little bit of encouragement, you can listen to the podcast and get that encouragement. Authors, business leaders. So anything that you are having self-doubt about and just needing that little bit of encouragement, you can listen to that podcast. I'm up to three episodes now. At first, I was only going to do two because I knew I needed to build the content, but the content seems to just be flowing in. So going to start releasing uh, three episodes a week. If you need more information on the podcast, you can. Yeah, three episodes a week. 
And if you need more information on the podcast and you want to subscribe, go to www.djcurveball.com. I do understand that the website is not appealing to the sighted people right now because I was told that, but I'm not a web developer. I am working on getting the website appealing, but it does have the information. It has my on-air radio schedule. It has the link to all the radio stations I'm on. It has my Living the Dream with Curveball podcast blog where I talk about the episodes that's coming up and everything. And it has to where you can subscribe. Oh, brilliant. So how do you manage to get everything done? Well, I just do it. Just like uh, anybody else, you know, you have to manage your time. You have to do what you have to do. Nobody else is going to do it for you. And nobody is going to accept excuses why you didn't get it done. If you want to get it done, you have to do what you have to do to get it done. Quite inspiring. Do you want to tell us about some of the guests you've had on your podcast? Yeah, I've had Dominique Brightman. Um, He is a high level author and he has the Going North podcast and does a lot of coaching. I've had Kim Addis, which she is a a coach. You know, she actually has a podcast of where she does live coaching. I've had Margie Felhoon, who is the co-founder of Interview Connections. And what they do is they book guests for podcasts, you know, different brands to try to get their promotions out there. The Monday episode is going to be Tracy Lamori. She is a publicist from Canada and uh, she's worked with people like Rosa Parks' cousin and big time names, people that have worked with Beyonce. She's worked with them. I have Robert Thibodeau on. He was in the top 10 of the uh, online Christian radio stations. He has the Kingdom Crossroads podcast and he does podcast training. I've had Amber Porter. She is an author. She talks about avoiding college debt and and how to what different ways you can pay for college with her money moves series. Those are some of the guests I've had on. I've had Melo Serrano. He is an online minister. He has an online ministry. And what he does is he sends out daily devotions. He started from the beginning book of the Bible of Genesis, and he goes all the way to Revelations and he sends these devotions out every day. So those are some of the guests I've had on. Amazing. You've had authors, you've had publicists, you have had like businessmen and women, and it's quite interesting. So I'm quite inspired by that. And I just see you as a very, very motivational kind of person. What drives you on? Well, the current job that I work at uh, to me is not fulfilling and it has nothing to do with the people I work with. I love the people I work with. I'm in an area that I don't want to be in because when my position ended almost two years ago, it was either find another job, do what you have to do, or be on the street. And of course, I got two kids, so I can't do that. So I end up having to move two hours away and uh, lose my house that I had or have to sell it. But I can either do one or two things. I can sit here, work this job, be unhappy, be depressed, deal with that let that affect me, or I can try to get my way out of it. And nobody is going to knock on my door and say, hey, Curtis, I heard that you 
wanted to leave here, that you're not happy here. Here's an opportunity. That's not going to happen. So I, I just pray that things will change and just keep taking steps to try to get them to change because sitting back and doing nothing is going to equal nothing. Like I say, I don't know how all this is going to work out, but I do know how it's going to work out if I just sit back and just wish and do nothing about it. It's not going to work out. That's how it's going to work out. But if I make an effort, then who knows what can happen. Of course. It's just quite interesting that you say you, there's nothing that was going to happen if you just sit back. So where in particular would you like to be? I'd like to move back to Wichita and uh, get a house in the area kind of where I was living because transportation would be easier. There's more availability of stuff in the town that I'm living in right now. Junction City, Kansas there is uh, not much available. It's a military town. It's real expensive here. It's unsurvivable pretty much if you don't have a car. And with me working on the Fort Riley base, they have uh, limitations, you know, of who can get on base and who can bring you on and how you get on base. But in Wichita, if I needed to get to work, it was no problem. Boom, I could move around the way that I needed to. There was a lot of stuff available. Wichita is constantly growing. If I wanted to reminisce about Louisiana and eat some Louisiana food, boom, I could do that. Seafood, anything I wanted. So with Louisiana, you're just used to the environment it is. It sounds like that's where you grew up and that's where you have your support system. Yeah, I'm from Louisiana, so I still have my Louisiana accent. And I'm fine with Kansas because I've been living in Kansas for 16 years, going on, coming up to 17. I just need to stay in a city to where transportation and stuff is available. I don't want to stay in a huge city where there's like millions of people, but I want to stay in a place where transportation is decent. I didn't uh, learn to appreciate stuff the way that I, I should have until I moved here because, you know, you complain about the transportation. Well, the Wichita transportation is not like Kansas City. In Kansas City, you can do this and do that. But when you move to a place where there's hardly no availability of stuff, you learn to appreciate what you had. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I know transportation in the U.S. is just not as easy I've been on holiday there a few times and <laughs> I just stay home until my brother is ready to take me out or maybe my sister-in-law takes me shopping. But here in UK, you can actually just get on the bus, on the tube, on the train. It's so much easier. So I, I suppose I understand where you're coming from with that. So Kansas is where you prefer to be right now. But I hope you get back there some way, hope something happens and uh, I hope there will be an opening or maybe another job offer. Is that something you would consider? Well, it's kind of difficult now because when you sign a lease, you get into a year agreement. So no company that I know of is going to be willing to pay you out of your lease. So the job offer would have to come in perfect timing. So I'm really not banking on that. It would have to line up perfectly from 30 days before my lease ending. So I could, uh, apply for the job to where I could put in my 30 day notice because the landlord is not going to let you break your lease. And that's the last thing you want is somebody suing you for thousands of dollars because you broke a lease job or no job. So I'm not 100% banking on that. I mean, I guess anything could happen if that's how God wanted it. 
-hmm. I'm just going to try to make something happen to myself to where I can work from wherever. I got the equipment here. I'm trying to set it up to work from home. That way I could work wherever and, and how I needed to do it. That's what I really want to do, do something in broadcasting from home because I'm on my professional mic right now. And when a lot of people hear that, they're like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, that, this is my studio equipment here that I'm actually on right now. So I spend all this money to get this studio equipment and going to be spending more to try to do some portable soundproofing. Why not try to make some money from it? I mean, I already owe nearly $5,000 from when I went to broadcasting school. I got to pay it. So I'm not going to waste this opportunity if I, if I can help. I feel for you, really. I just, I feel your pain. But I wish I could help you. I, I really wish. Well, I hope somebody is listening out there. I hope the big man upstairs is listening and just does something right on time when you need him. So can you tell us a bit more about your family? Are they with you in Kansas or do they yeah. move around with you? Yeah, they're here. I got two kids. Son just turned eight. His birthday was on October 7. He is autistic. He's high functioning. My daughter, Kiara, my son's name is Daniel. My daughter, Kiara, she's four. She will be five in March. Oh, they nice. just started back to school. My son's in second grade. My daughter's in pre-K and uh, they go all day. And my daughter, this is her first time going to school. So she's uh, trying to get used to the routine. My son's uh, getting back into his routine after being locked down for six months, not being able to go to school. But uh, other than that, everything is good. Okay. So you have an autistic child and you have a challenge yourself. So how do you cope with everything? Actually, it's kind of a advantage to me because I have a disability. So I know how people can be treated and I know how different people tried to shelter me when I was growing up. So I know that I am going to need to advocate for my son. I am going to need to be up to speed on his disability. I'm going to need to encourage him and not let him be sheltered and be there for him when he does weird behaviors and people think he's weird to be able to speak up and say, no, he has a disability. So there are some things that he can't help. And so I know what I went through as a di disabled uh, person uh, growing up. And I know the things that he's going to go through so I can kind of help him through that. And I know that, that you have to be able to advocate. So I'm going to be able to teach him how to advocate for himself and uh, try to get him the best thing going for him as possible. And again, if you believe you can achieve. And so I want to put my podcast purpose and reason for starting that in his life. If you believe you can achieve. Stay focused on living the dream, whatever dream that is. Oh, that's, that's nice. If you believe you can achieve, I believe you can achieve. And I, I hope for your sake that he will be able to achieve. But how does his autism affect him? There's different spectrums of autism. There's uh, the Down syndrome, there's autism, and then there's the Asperger's. He's on the autism spectrum and he has ADHD. The way it affects him is uh, the biggest way is emotionally and he uh, is very distractible. So the reason he's behind in school 
is because he's distractible. And with the lockdowns, he really regressed from where he was. And so they're trying to get him back up to speed. But the hardest thing for him is focus. You know, he you could be trying to get him to do something and he'll hear something and he gets fixated on that or he will uh, emotional. He might get mad real quick. Those are the two things that I see, but he can talk and communicate. But those are the two biggest ways that I see of him being affected. Okay. So what support system do you have in place for him as well? Basically, he goes to therapy. He gets OT through school and and he's in a special autistic program here at Eisenhower Elementary. And uh, the support is not really as good as it was in Wichita um, with with things because we had a real good therapist. We had him going to Heart Springs and uh, through uh, his ABA therapy. But that stuff here is not available. We had him going to camp in the summer, although we do have a camp here, but it was canceled uh, last summer. But the support isn't good here, but we're doing working with what we got. Yeah. Yeah. You can only do that much. You can only work with what you have at the moment. So thank you so much. And I really hope everything works out for you. And do you have anything else you want to add? What message do you want to send to people out there? about you, about your podcast, about your son's situation, about your family? I would just tell people to go to www.djcurveball.com. That's D-J-C-U-R-V-E-B-A-L-L.com to keep up with what I'm doing. You can follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash djcurveball. Follow me on Twitter at djcurveball1. And I would just tell anybody that's feeling down or having a difficult time through everything that's going on because it's tough right now. Just try to be as positive as you can. Whenever the devil starts putting negative on you, think of something positive. Think of what God has done for you in the past. Even if you have to make a list, he's done something for you that can lift you up and know that it might be bad right now, but it's not always going to be that way. If you got dreams that you're trying to achieve, but you're being uh, clouded by self-doubt. Find somebody, listen to my podcast, or find somebody that can encourage you, whether it's a pastor or whoever, that can encourage you and push you over that hump. Don't let nothing hold you back, even a pandemic or a virus or anything. And if you're feeling depressed, try to find some kind of way to be positive. And if you can't find any way within yourself, turn to Jesus Christ because he can help you out and, and can change the negative feelings that you're feeling and turn, turn you around. That's what I have to say. That's from DJ Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. If you believe, you can achieve. So please keep living the dream and follow him. He's given this Twitter. DJ Curveball 1 at Twitter. Yep, that's Twitter at DJ yeah, Curveball 1. Yeah, Facebook is facebook.com slash DJ Curveball. If Do you, you have a YouTube le- channel? No, I don't have one yet. I got to work on that. But if you have an Alexa device, just ask her to play Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast. Oh, thank you. Absolutely inspiring. And it's been brilliant talking to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Curtis Jackson, DJ Curveball. Thank you for having me on. And I look forward to coming on in the future. 
A big thank you to all our listeners who have been sending us messages through the message link. I would like to thank everyone who has listened in so far and contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much. We couldn't have done anything without you. Keep listening, keep sharing, keep downloading and keep liking. Thank you again.